Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. The marvelous galaxy. The uh, Disney, yeah. We are so excited to be back, back, back again for this holiday season at Marvelous Galaxy of Disney. Yes, we are. And I'm Alan. I'm Sean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just a reminder, this is our last episode of the year because we're taking a break for the holiday mm-hmm. and we'll be back in January. Yeah, this year has flown by so fast. It really has. <laughs> it really has. Yeah, I can't believe it. And we're about to go to Disneyland because we're obsessed. We are. <laughs> Speaking of Disneyland. Yes? They're getting sued. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like an evil laugh. I know. You were <laughs> much too happy about that. So uh, somebody who lives in the Bay Area in San Francisco, uh, pass holder, is suing Disney for deceptive practices in a $5 million lawsuit. Yeah. So I guess some uh, pass holders or key holders, I should say, are uh, frustrated. I mean, yeah, we all are frustrated. We talked about this before where, like, reservations are being taken up. But especially for the dream key holders, which Disney advertised as having no blackout dates, some people are, I guess, translating or interpreting that to mean that you can go to the parks anytime you want and reservations aren't sold out. <laughs> yeah. And I, I get where her name is Janelle. Uh, if Disney didn't define what a blockout date is, I think mm-hmm. she's got a pretty good case. <laughs> yeah. I mean that, I guess that is like a loophole or, you know, an error on Disney's lawyer side. But I mean, honestly, like I kind of, Put to like I figured it out and like yeah, they're block. I mean I don't get any blockout dates as a dream key holder, but at the same time like reservations have to be available because we're still living in the world of COVID where things are have to be at capacity. Like it just make to me it just makes sense. Yeah, you're eligible to go and yeah, that you can get a reservation. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I I'm looking forward to the day because this used to work with uh, not having to make a reservation. So uh-huh. I want to get back to those days. Yeah. Should we take it up to a lighter note? Sure. One of the greatest movies of all time joins the National Film Registry. Did you hear about this? I did not hear about this at all. The best, well, you have because you have the notes. I I didn't didn't see that one. Okay. (laughs) So the best Star Wars movie ever, Return of the Jedi, is officially part of the National Film Registry. The National Film Registry uh, saves movies that have significant uh, value to the public or significant historical value. So a movie is put on the registry if it garners enough votes. And we've already seen uh, New Hope was first put into the National Registry in 1989. The Empire Strikes Back was chosen in 2010. And now in 2021, Return of the Jedi. So the OG trilogy is officially complete in the National Registry. I mean, it just makes sense. All three of those movies are great. And it's just put a, just an imprint on this 
the world. <laughs> like, right. Like, uh, the technology that Lucas uh-huh. used changed the foundation of movie making. Mm-hmm. Um, the story has inspired, you know, like we talked about on Once Upon a Cult, plug, <laughs> uh, there is a form of Jediism yeah. in the world where people practice the rituals of the Jedi, which is pretty cool. And, I mean, a lot of people make fun of them, but... The Jedi, everybody should understand, the Jedi came from different religions. Lucas looked at different Eastern religions and practices and brought them together to form the Jedi. So it's really not a far stretch for people to live by the code of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. And the people in Jediism don't um, believe that Star Wars is real. They just live by the tenets that were laid out in Star Wars. Yeah. So yeah, I feel this, this series has changed movies beliefs i have a friend who just recently watched it a few years ago when the sequel trilogy is coming out and he's like i get it i get why you all are obsessed with it this is like a a tour de force yeah (laughs) i mean we have like at the parks we have a whole land dedicated to star wars there's going to be a hotel dedicated to star wars there's a star wars day it's part of i mean especially if you're a fan like it's kind of part of life yeah, and yeah. it's funny because uh, when I was in high school, it wasn't cool yet to like Star Wars. <laughs> so I have an aunt, an aunt, who's uh, four years older than me. And she, to this day, is like, why do they build Star Wars land at Disney? Nobody likes Star Wars. Uh, and my sister is like, um, everybody likes yeah. Star Wars. Get with it. I mean, like, uh, two hour wait for Rise of the Resistance. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that was really fun news. Speaking of Return of the Jedi, uh huh. Have you heard about Harrison Ford? Return of the Harrison Ford. Return of the Harrison Ford. <laughs> so there's a heavy rumor out there that Harrison Ford was seen on set, a Star Wars mm-hmm. set, on set of Star Wars filming. I don't know. <laughs> on set of was it Obi uh, Obi Wan or no? Um, people are thinking it's Mandalorian. Oh, Mandalorian, that's right. Because Mandalorian takes place five years after Return of the Jedi, and especially now that Luke's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, the rumor has it that it's a de-aged Han Solo, like they did with Luke, which yeah. would make sense since he died. <laughs> not, not Harrison Ford, Han Solo. <laughs> so yeah, that's something to look forward to. We're going to see uh, more Harrison. I would like to see more of Harrison Ford. I I mean, I guess, spoiler alert, but, like, you know how they killed him off? I felt they killed him off too soon. <laughs> I yeah. wish they kept him on for a little bit more, but I am I love his character, and I'm glad that they're having her, Harrison Ford reprise his role. Yeah. And did you know after uh, The Force Awakens came out, there were still people who were like, he's still alive. I'm like, <laughs> he got stabbed with a lightsaber, fell yeah. down a shaft, and the planet blew up. Yeah. Like, I don't know how he survived that. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine, guys. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> he's Wolverine. He's <laughs> Well, you know what's not fine? What? Uh, the cast Cinderella's castle at the Magic Kingdom. Uh, apparently, there was a fire at the castle. Oh, and there's no. Yeah, there's been footage of just a bunch of crowds surrounding uh, the castle with fire trucks inside the park, which is just a sight to see. Like, I would have never think I'd see a you know fire truck inside the park, but... Yeah, apparently, so first they thought that, oh, it's the fireworks um, that caused it, like the embers from it, like fell onto a tree. Uh, but actually, it was more of an electrical issue, kind of rings a bell with um, 
small, small world. world. <laughs> but yeah, the I think the electrical uh, uh, electrical fire on a junction box outside the castle is what caused the fire. We didn't start the fire. Wow. What? <laughs> <laughs> but also, it was. I would. I mean. Don't imagine it to be like a big, like, flaming fire. It was just smoke coming out of the box. Why do you look at me when you said flaming? Because I said flaming. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're right. And this is something we don't normally hear or see at Disney. And I feel like part of that is I think things do go wrong at Disney. Mm -hmm. They're just so good at covering it up. Yeah. But people probably actually got this one on video. And they just so happen to have a lot of issues going on right now (laughs) in general. There was one time where one of my exes was leaving downtown Disney, and he turned left, and it was raining, and the car next to him seemed to swerve a little, he said. Uh-huh. So he, like, auto-corrected his wheel and went and crashed into a tree. Oh, gosh. And he said that there was a Disney attendant there within seconds. Like, he was like, I don't even know where <laughs> they came from. They were just there. Just like the mask security guy yeah. during the midst of pen, uh, the pandemic oh yeah when i took my mask off. yeah they're just they're all over <laughs> they just come up out of the floor <laughs> well i know during the pandemic uh housing crisis rents going up it's hard to find a place to live uh-huh but you can now actually rent mickey's house <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can and actually surprisingly it's not uber expensive to do that is it lift expensive <laughs> <laughs> oh wow yeah, so you can, with a group um, of up to 10 people, you can rent Mickey's house to have a 90-minute par- little mini party in Mickey's house. Wait, Minnie's house. there too? <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, she's next door. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, you can invite up to 10 friends, and you what will be offered in this package is a group photo with Mickey, um, and you'll obviously receive them complimentary downloads. You don't have to like pay extra for that. Um, you'll there'll also be a cupcake decorating uh, little session over there too. Um, some arts and craft games um, for the little ones. So you know, obviously, this is more so for the kids. But I don't think there is an age limit for this at all. Just saying. I know what we're doing for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and then you also get quicker entry to the Gadget Go coaster. Oh, lame! <laughs> just, just don't bring your lightsaber oh, or geez. your droid onto it. Uh, yeah, and the total cost for this is actually only $350, which isn't too bad, to be honest. That's not bad at all. With a group of 10 people, that's like $35 each. Yeah. You get cupcakes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm already agreeing with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. You know it's not cool? What? Well, actually, we'll start with it is cool. There's a new trailer out for Star Wars Eclipse. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It looks amazing. It looks photorealistic. It looks like you're watching a movie. Mm-hmm. It takes place during the time of the Republic, like in the prequel movies. So you get to play as different Jedi or design your own Jedi, maybe. It's unclear at this point. <laughs> but everybody's mad. Nobody wants to play this game. But it looks so cool. It looks so cool. It's the like most amazing game that nobody wants to play. <laughs> but why? Because, and it's in quotes here, Star Wars fans are greatly troubled by dangers of upcoming projects. And the reason for that is Eclipse. When Lucasfilm, um, uh, what's the word? When they issued out the game to a developer, they issued it to Quantic Dream which Quantic Dream is known to have 
a negative view on LGBTQIA. So Star Wars fans are saying, if you're going to include everybody, include everybody. Don't give it to Quantic Dream, which is known to have this bad reputation. Mm-hmm. So I looked into it a lot. There's a lot of stuff about like toxic behavior within the company. And a lot of it comes to the CEO, David Cage. Apparently, he's made derogatory comments towards members of the LGBTQ plus community. And um, it's kind of unclear. Like, there's not any, like, hard evidence as to what is said or what has been done. One of the things I came across that is for sure, apparently this company, some of the higher-ups have circulated over 600 images of employees (laughs) um, partaking in sexual acts with other employees. Like, they photoshop their heads onto pornographic images and Mm -hmm. then send them via email i'm like if nothing else yeah that's toxic enough that's reason enough to not like support this company come on nerds yeah (laughs) (laughs) so yeah if you get a chance i guess watch the preview because it's gorgeous but then i don't know maybe you shouldn't because i'm not gonna buy it but it looks so good yeah or i mean because we talked about this too Disney, I mean, it sounds like it's in the very early stages of development, so hopefully Disney or Lucasfilm is able to hear the audience's reactions, and maybe they'll switch, um, I guess, studios? Yeah, people are crying out for Lucasfilm to choose a different studio, especially since it is in such early development. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a hashtag, Blackout Star Wars Eclipse, so it's something that I'm going to go support, and then if you're able to... Please go support it because we need to make known that we're not going to stand for this type of behavior in our media. <laughs> That's so funny, the hashtag, because it eclipse, it blocks out the sun. So this makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of canceling. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure if you got a reservation for August Cantina in Disneyland um, and you're going between January 1st and February 6th, you're probably really excited to go, especially if it's your first time. But you probably got this email. <laughs> it was probably canceled. Uh, Disneyland, or there's been reports that people's re- reservations have been getting canceled automatically without them doing it uh, from the system. And... Yeah, Disney admitted to it. Um, apparently, there was a glitch in their res- reservation system. Um, no reason has been confirmed yet. Uh, so people who had made a reservation between that time period, they do have to go back and re-reserve. So hopefully those people that did get one were able to rebook their reservation because that kind of sucks if they didn't. Why is there so much going on with our <laughs> park right now? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, we got a fun little teaser trailer, Alan. We did. So Lawrence Fishburne, who you may remember from The Matrix or from Ant-Man and the Wasp, has uh, taken up executive producer role of a new Marvel cartoon coming summer 2022. Mm -hmm. Would you like to know what it is? Moon Girl and the Devil Dinosaur? Moon Girl and the Devil Dinosaur. That's so smart. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So there's a teaser trailer. It doesn't really give you anything story-wise. It just gives you a look at the animation and I think kind of the uh, overall tone of the show. I think it looks amazing. It looks like Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> yeah, it's very like Cartoon Networky type animation. Um, but yeah, it. I was like, oh, this tells me so much about the story, <laughs> but it doesn't. Uh, 
that the animation looks really fun and um, it looks like a cute show. Yeah, and we have a uh, singer and actress Diamond White uh, doing the voice of Lunella Lafayette, who's Moon Girl. We have Alfre Woodard, who is also in Luke Cage, <laughs> voices her grandmother Mimi. And then we have Lawrence Fishburne himself is going to be the role of the Beyonder, which is a recurring character in the comics and kind of a trickster. Ooh, I like tricksters. So, uh... I was reading Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, the comic, for a while, but I was just reading way too many comics, and, like, this had much more of a uh, child tone to it, like, probably early teens, mm, okay. so I finally did give it up, but it was fun <laughs> while I was reading it. Um, the idea is Lunella Lafayette, who can, you, you can also see on the Spider-Man ride, you can see her the poster oh, yeah. her. she is a, an inhuman and she has developed the power to switch minds with Devil Dinosaur. Okay. So it's just kind of silly sometimes to see, like, a little girl trying to navigate a dinosaur body <laughs> or vice versa. Sometimes you see her and the, the dinosaurs walking all funny. <laughs> so I think this show has a lot of potential. It's something I'm really looking forward to. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And it looks like it's going to air on the Dis- on Disney Channel summer 2022. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next up. I did a thing this last week. What thing did you do? I educated the ignorant. (laughs) Oh, Marley. (laughs) Alan had never seen Amazing Spider-Man 1 or 2. I did not. But now you have. Now I have. Now these are the ones, for those of you who may not follow as closely, these are the Andrew Garfield movies with Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I wanted him to see them in preparation of uh, No Way Home. So I thought it'd be fun if we hear from Alan <laughs> how he felt about these two movies. Yeah, I thought that Tobey Maguire did a great job. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I enjoyed these. I'm, well, first off, I'm glad I watched them because it does tie into, or there's a lot of nods to them in um, the new Spider-Man No Way Home movie. So I'm glad I did see those, uh, those I guess, segments <laughs> of the Spider- or universes of Spider-Man. Um Honestly, the first one, I was kind of like, it was good, but it wasn't my favorite because, like, the storyline, aside from, you know, having Gwen Stacy instead of MJ, um, it still had that familiar one where, like, you know, Peter Parker finds his powers, then you have the Uncle Ben story, um, so you know what happens there. But then the second one was really good because it's it was kind of like an original, like, it wasn't similar to any of the other movies. And you had, um, you know, Electro in it, too, um, which was cool. And, I mean, the I don't want to spoil it for anyone that hasn't seen it, but the ending is pretty sad. <laughs> really sad. Um, but I know we're going to talk about No Way Home in a bit, but I do like how that sad part had a redemption period in No Way Home. Nice. Yeah. Nice and vague, too. Yeah. I don't <laughs> want to spoil anything yet. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I'm glad you liked them. Um, rewatching Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, the thing that makes me really like these movies is it has so much heart, or they have so much heart. Like, just Peter's relationship with his Aunt May, mm-hmm. played by uh, Sally Fields, 
and just seeing, you know, people, I think it, it really captured the idea that Spider-Man's a vigilante and the police and J. Jonah don't like him, but the people do. Because mm-hmm. there's a whole scene in the first one where the people, the uh, construction workers, band together to put up a path for Peter to swing on. And I just thought that was such like a beautiful moment. Mm-hmm. And then especially seeing uh, Peter and Gwen's love story I think it's strong because Mark Webb is known more for his romantic comedies, the director, and it translated well into the relation with Peter and Gwen. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh-huh. I think he did 500 Days of Summer. What? Did he? I think so. Oh. I'll have to look that up. Anyway, before we get into more Spider-Man stuff, let's talk about this interesting little reboot that <laughs> we <laughs> caught wind of. <laughs> Zorro. Zorro. Sorry, I was just going through the order, but it looks like we're switching. It's fine. We're switching. <laughs> yeah, Zorro. Starring Wilmer Valderrama. Uh-huh. This is such an interesting choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't even know there was, this was in the works, but they casted um, him to be the titular character. And it's going to be interesting because it's actually they say it's going to be filmed in a telenovela style. So Ooh. it sounds very like dramatic. I hope though it is more like a, uh, um, like a funny type of dramatic. Like they're kind of making fun of telenovelas, which would be cool. I think it, especially with him, like when you yeah. told me it was going to be a telenovela, I was like, that makes sense why they would put him in there. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I remember the Zoros with Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad that they're keeping this character fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to hear more about Spider-Man now? I thought we would just lump the rest of our Spider-Man stuff together. That makes sense. Yeah. You make sense. I do. (laughs) So Tom Holland Uh actually was sent a copy of the Spider-Man game for PS5 by Insomniac Games, and he loved it. (laughs) So an eagle-eyed scout can catch in No Way Home... He actually performed one of the moves from the video game. Oh. Now, I was watching for it. I narrowed it down to two. (laughs) I haven't looked up for sure. I want to see the movie again and see if I can pick it out for sure. But there's one part where Spider-Man jumps up and then he webs the floor like down and slams down on someone. Oh, yeah. That's very much something you can do in the game. But there's another part where he is uh, jumping off a rooftop and he like webs the ledge and pulls himself and mm-hmm. he does a twirl in the air, which is very much something you can do in the video game. So it's hard to tell like which one is specific. I could be wrong on both, <laughs> but Spider-Man has so many moves. I think it's hard to pinpoint which one would be directly attributed to the game. I think it was the Black Widow stance that he does when he is on the floor. I think it was that one. I despise you. <laughs> I thought this was actually really cool. Um, Willem Dafoe actually just did an interview where he said that he had a condition to come back to No Way Home. He wouldn't do it unless his condition was meant. So I believe Willem Dafoe is in his 60s now. And he said that I will only come back if you let me do my own stunts. That's crazy. Yeah. And he said the reason for it is he wanted believability. Like, if you're going to believe this character, you have to see the character doing their own stunts. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he was very dedicated to this role. 
Yeah, I wonder if that's why, like, because he only wore his mask, like, once during the movie. So I wonder if, like, the, he didn't wear his mask because, like, he's like, I want people to see it. If so I'm going to do it. Yeah. Well, I also wondered, too, a lot of people didn't like the goblin suit from mm, the... Um, the robot. Maguire's. Yeah. Yeah. So they ended up giving him an outfit that was kind of, like, he was... Um, bounding yeah yeah <laughs> yeah because like oh those colors they look they're like goblinish. yeah and goblin did wear an outfit like that for a while only he had his mask on as well so yeah i thought it was cool that they did that i thought they were gonna paint his face green <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> all right so with that that brings us to our no way home spoiler free review yeah did you like this movie <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I liked it. I mean, I think everyone in the theater liked it. It was it was awesome. It just brings everything together, which is cool. Yeah, it it really does bring a lot together. Um the thing I really liked about it, like bringing the villains from all the different eras of Spider-Man, I was just like this is something I never expected to see on the big screen. Like the way Marvel has almost simplified a multiverse mm-hmm. for mainstream audiences, like comic book readers, we know and understand multiverses, but yeah. they, they did it. They brought uh-huh. it to the big screen. I think um, like they could have been a little braver and brought like Green Goblin from Amazing Spider-Man, but then you start <laughs> getting like multiple of the same character. So yeah. that gets maybe confusing, but I thought this was probably one of my favorite Marvel movies. Like, I don't know right now if I like it more than, like, Endgame or, or Iron Infinity Man. War. How dare you? <laughs> but this, it was a big movie. Yeah. It's like what you mentioned with the multiverse. Because that, I mean, I, I'm not super familiar with the multiverse, but to me, it just sounds such like a difficult, like, just complex thing to, like, wrap your head around, especially in just one movie. But they did it in a way where, like, yeah, everyone, like, you, you understand. You understand it. Um, so hopefully, like, that continues on because we're going to get more into the multiverse, as we know, with Doctor Strange. So I guess mm-hmm. we'll see. But, yeah, because my concern with all these movies is, like, is it going to get, like, too crazy where people are just going to stop, under, like, care to understand? Uh, I hope, I hope like, the, I feel like the writers are smarter than that and will help, will be able to kind of, like, I hate to say it, but dumb it down for <laughs> for the broad audience. I have, I know I've shared this with you, but I have one concern. It really bothers me, and I, I'm waiting for Morbius to come out so I can answer this mm. question. But Morbius takes place in the MCU because Vulture's in the trailer with him. Oh, so Morbius right. goes to someone and says, "I am Venom." Uh, yeah, but Venom doesn't take place in the MCU. So how no. does Morbius know about Venom? Yeah. So I'm wondering if they're gonna throw something in, like um, maybe at the end of which one was that? Oh, Venom. Yeah. Where it showed that Eddie like blipped out of his existence. Yeah. Maybe he was Venom in the MCU for a little bit. Mmm. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, that's where I can see, like you said. It could start getting messy if we have to, like, keep it all straight as to yeah. who's in what reality and what's going on. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but, yeah, this movie had so much heart. Um, I'm going to call you out, Kevin, my friend. <laughs> 
Kevin let me know that he basically cried for the last two thirds of the movie, and that's about right. Like, yeah. it's, it's an emotional roller coaster. It is. I mean, it's there's a lot of sad parts in this one. Mm-hmm. So, like, good and or like sad, but also like tears of joy, kind of at certain points. Yeah, like you said, the redemption moment. Yeah, very like oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, would you say that this one is worth seeing in theaters? <laughs> I think so. If you're yeah. comfortable going, definitely go watch it. I know. I already want to see it again. And definitely do not miss all the credits because yeah. they show a preview for Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness mm-hmm. at the end. And Chris was with us. He literally, literally screamed in the theater. Everybody turned and looked like, <laughs> yeah. oh, my God. <laughs> like, but, yeah, there's there's some big characters that have been revealed, including mm-hmm. one of his favorites. And um, another character shows up that raises a lot of questions. Is this a character that we've seen somewhere else before? Is it the same person? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And being vague. I know. I'm trying. <laughs> so hard. <laughs> So, yeah, great movie, um, and I think it was a great start to, like Alan said, it's going to be what is the start of the multiverse for us. I yeah. mean, we, we did get uh, into the Spider-Verse, which was kind of also a light opening into the multiverse, because it brought different Spider-Men together in mm-hmm. one, and I feel like the sequel, our, our Miles Morales is going to go out into the multiverse now yeah. that we know what it is so yeah there's room there's lots of rumors of like alternate steve rogers coming out uh maybe even tony stark coming back and making cameos just so that way we see them how they would be in different realities yeah or hopefully that's how they'll bring back the zombies yeah or not bring back but introduce the zombies yeah <laughs> so, it's so crazy yeah <laughs> i know because like after avengers you're like what else are they going to do? Yeah. And they think this is the answer. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's said that this is going to culminate this phase in Secret Wars, which we talked about before. But just as kind of a side note, we didn't put this in our notes, but it's even been rumored that Feige is in talks with Hugh Jackman oh. <laughs> to come out in Secret Wars. And then you'll finally have your wish of having the X-Men people in <laughs> I told you it would happen. To you. Uh, I hate you. <laughs> Speaking of hating you, I have a cover <laughs> Disney. Yeah. So it's the holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it'd be fun. We talked about this briefly before on the show, but my song for today is Clarabelle. <laughs> Covering um, All I Want for Christmas. Yeah, by Mariah Carey. <laughs> by Mariah Carey, yeah. And Clarabelle, of course, is the cow character in uh, the Disney lore. Yeah. So here's a snap up. Snap. 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 The diva of dairy is Clarabelle Cow. I don't want a lot for Christmas.
did you like that, Alan? Good, but it also makes you sad because we could have seen it live. I know. Curse you, Rain. Curse yes. you. Yeah, so if you don't know, uh, that specific performance actually occurred during the Marius After Hours party at Magic Kingdom. Uh, and it's the, the like the live performance in front of the castle. Um, but unfortunately, when we Sean and I went, it was raining, so they had to cancel the show. Blah. 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 Weather. Weather. Um, we messed up, you guys. Uh-oh. We messed up. Uh-oh. Me and Alan messed up. You can always just edit it. We didn't get a chance to watch Hawkeye. <laughs> oh, yeah, we can't edit that. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, last minute had to come watch my parents' dog, so we're recording at my parents' house, mm-hmm. and we realized once we got here that they do not have Disney Plus hooked up at this time. Yeah. So we had no way of watching it. No way home. No way home. <laughs> so once we come back in January, we will give you a spoiler review of episode five and six, because mm-hmm. it will be over by then. Yeah. And then we'll let you know what our thoughts are. I'm sure it'll be positive. And then, and then, and then, and then. What? Do you have a favorite moment for this week? Uh, I do. Uh, my favorite moment actually just recently happened. Sean met my friends. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we had dinner last night for my friends' annual holiday get together. And yeah. They liked him for some reason. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, I would like to correct Alan's verbiage. <laughs> they loved me. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. We're talking Instagram friends. Who <laughs> don't even follow me. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking going on to magichavoc.threadless.com <laughs> and ordering the Goldenrod Girl shirt today. <laughs> So, yeah. My friends aren't a business opportunity for you. They are now. <laughs> uh, my favorite moment was trying the holiday stuff at uh, Uva Bar. The drinks are excellent. The holiday burger is a little weird because it has sweet potato on it. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big sweet potato person. <laughs> but the burger itself was good. So, yeah, that's something else you can try during this season. Yeah. 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 All right, that's our show yeah. for today. <laughs> and for the year. And for the year. Yeah. Whatever you celebrate, have a very happy holiday. Spend time with your family, found family, loved ones, whatever makes you happy. Remember to uh, take care of yourself and each other. And remember to talk about our show. Yeah. <laughs> Marvelous Galaxy of Disney. Um, we're excited that uh, we'll be coming back out with Once Upon a Cult in January as well. Uh, Kevin and I are also wrapping up Hanging with the Hollowell Season 7 in the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll be taking a break there. But uh, he's already excitedly putting together the quiz show for me, <laughs> wow. which sounds stressful because I can't miss anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, he he can't take the quiz because he knows everything. He knows everything. Yeah. And what we bet on is whoever wins gets to choose a movie for the other to watch and we review it. Last time I made him watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. Oh, so you were nice to him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I play that game with you all the time. Yeah, and I always win. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So yeah, check those out. Check out uh, Forza Crowd where I voice Bradley. 
and check out our uh, shop. And the murder mystery. The murder mystery holiday. Yeah. I listened to it like five times. <laughs> I love it so much. Everybody did such a good job. Yeah. I have good friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening. And I have to go get a dog out of my suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> wow.